أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله تفضل الله تعالى that allowed us to reach this Mubarak month allowed us to reach this Mubarak night and allowed us to pray the Salat al-Taraweeh and uh, allowed us to uh, inshallah make the niyyah to fast tomorrow Allah Ta'ala take us through all of its days and all of its nights uh, standing in prayer and in fasting Allah Ta'ala accept, accept it from all of us uh, one of the students of the Sheikh Walid Manisi uh, who is one of our master Qurra of North America and uh, a, a, a faqih of the Hanbali Madhab uh, mentioned that Imam Ahmad used to uh, used to endorse and prefer to recite in the first uh, Isha of Ramadan the Surah Al-Alaq because of the recognition of uh, the recognition of this month being tied to the revelation of the Book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala on mankind, and this is a great honor that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has bestowed upon uh, not just this ummah but on the human race we live amongst uh, people who uh, literally their aqidah is that we are a type of monkey and uh, uh, the sad fact is uh, their uh, argument is not all that far-fetched but uh, despite that despite that fact Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us and the angels who Allah has endowed with a superior and unadulterated intellect which is not hampered by hunger or thirst or any of the shahawat uh, from early on made the calculation that, uh, uh, that the human being is going to cause all sorts of mischief and spill blood and Allah Ta'ala uh, recognized at that time uh, in front of them a secret that he knew I know something about them that you don't know so uh, suspend your objections and keep them to yourself and uh, uh, let this, this, uh, this story move on. And uh, so those who have visited Makkah Mukarramah and visited the Jabal Nur know that the land is sacred because it is the land that Allah Ta'ala chose to uh, uh, give His revelation and His wahi to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Undoubtedly, not only was it a honor for him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to receive the message, rather it was what made him honored above all of mankind. But it wasn't just an honor for him, rather it was an honor for every uh, one from the jinns of Bashar, from every human being uh, who uh, walks around uh, amongst the creation of Allah Ta'ala, looking and sometimes acting like a monkey, that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala should have bestowed this uh, book through which we learn the adab of the angels uh, and so these stories were recounted for those of you who had the tawfiq of praying taraweeh it was recounted through the salat of taraweeh and through that we remember that the taraweeh is not it's not a, a social event it's not a place to uh, make friends and uh, form the uh, uh, bonds of a lifetime with your community it's not there to promote uh, uh, politics it's not there to promote commerce. Uh, it's not for any of those things, but it's for the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the, the, the honoring of, uh, of, of that bond that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extended to uh, mankind. 
that we should be able to have some sort of a connection with him. Allah Ta'ala who says in his book with regards to the description of the believers uh, that they are the people in their salat who are khashi'un khushu'a I heard the tafsir of Sayyidina Abdullah bin Abbas from none less than uh, Allama Khalid Mahmoud who is uh, the former Sharia court uh, justice, chief justice of Pakistan and the Ustad of Mawlana Amin nonetheless I heard from him just a couple of days ago. He sat and gave the tafsir of Surah Al-Mu'minun وَالَّذِينَهُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ That Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he, uh, he said that, uh, that, that khushu' here means sukun. Uh, and Allah ta'ala mentioned something to the same effect. With regards to... Uh, the description of the believers is uh, that they are people of qunut. Uh, they are people who are qanitun. And qunut means silence and stillness. Sukun means silence and it means stillness. Uh, that a person whose salat is silent and their salat is still. Uh, this is the person who has khushu in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they are also, it's two sides of the same coin. They're not really separate sifat in that sense. Right, lahu means what? The thing that has no meaning. The person who turns his back on the thing that has no meaning. Uh, uh, that can only happen when the heart is still and when there's silence. And that's one of the reasons I'm so happy that Allah Ta'ala has given us this ribat and uh, given us this opportunity to pray here. And there are undoubtedly places like it, but they're few. And they're unknown and unrecognized by our qawm at this point. Even though they were uh, known and recognized by our forefathers that uh, uh, the stillness and sukun, the stillness and quietness in the salat is what gives it meaning. And it what what's allows a person to make the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, it allows a person to remember Allah Ta'ala, which is the, the, the actual meaning of the core, or the core of the meaning of the salat. The Salat prevents a person from indecency and from sin and the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is the greater part of it. I mean, there's a number of meanings of what means, but indeed, the one of the meanings is indeed the fact that you're remembering Allah Ta'ala in the Salat is, 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 is the greatest part, it's the Akbar part of the Salat and that's only possible in silence and in stillness. So this is a great uh, honor and a great uh, uh, fadl and grace of Allah Ta'ala that we have this month and that we have this salat and that we uh, have the ability to uh, uh, perform it in silence and in stillness with nobody coming, with nobody going, with none of the commotion, the eight raka'ah parking lot and the 20 raka'ah, none of that stuff. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, has given us bara'ah from that. Uh, so that we can uh, attempt to make the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Uh, 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 Fariduddin Attar, rahimahullah Ta'ala, has a, 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 a small uh, nazam with regards to the virtues of silence. He says that, uh, he says, Aqilara pesha khamushi bavad, peshae jahil faramushi bavad, that the the, the job, the occupation of a person of aql is to stay silent. And the, the occupation of a jahil, of an ignorant person, is to forget. And the forgetfulness here, the meaning of forgetfulness is not necessarily somebody who has a bad memory. Because fine, if I say, hey, what's the atomic weight of sodium? You know, I don't know. Do you know? 
I know, but that's because I'm a little bit of a chemistry, chemistry geek. If you asked me what like H is, maybe I wouldn't know. And you're the physics guy and you'd nail me on that, right? H bar or whatever, right? Uh, uh, um, so that's not what, what's being talked about here. Here, the faramushi, the, the, the forgetfulness is what? It's the opposite of dhikr. That a person should have the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in their heart and they're distracted from it, even if they know memorize the entire periodic table and all of the universal constants uh, by heart. That forgetfulness voids and destroys the, the, the point of all of the rest of the forgetfulness. Uh, um, and a person who remembers Allah Ta'ala, you know, they can always pull out the periodic table. That's not a big deal. They can take a look at it. That's not that's not what forgetfulness is. So uh, for the uh, majlis, I wanted to, uh, inshallah, uh, uh, take a look at a number of texts that I prepared for uh, for this purpose through uh, the month. The first one I wanted to look at was actually a, uh, a Maliki Fiqh text by the name of the Matan al-Akhdari. And uh, for those of you who are like, how, what have I gotten stuck in? Now I'm not Maliki and he's going to force me to read this. The point of this is that the introduction, the introductory part of it, we're not going to read the fiqh part. The fiqh part, inshallah, you can read during the rest of the year. The introductory part of the text is uh, uh, basically Akhdari, he has like a page and a half of like what every, every person needs to know in order to have their head on straight. And people have treated these types of things as like the parsley of like ilm, like the part of the meal that you throw out and then you eat the steak or whatever. And the, the fact of the matter is that these are the things that are uh, the, 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 the framework through which a person will uh, have the, the knowledge be beneficial to them. Because in the first sabara, in the first juz, we read about uh, Iblis and his uh, uh, shenanigans, his antics that got him also thrown out of Jannah. And unlike Sayyidina Adam salam, he's not going back. And uh, uh, the idea is what is that people have obsessed themselves with information now to the point where, um, you know, Muslims also will go to somebody who doesn't even believe in Allah Ta'ala and take their word for what uh, the deen is and what it isn't over that of uh, the people who are actually practitioners of the deen. Uh, because of a sickness that's in their heart, which is very Iblisian. And when I say Iblisian, it doesn't mean that they're murdering people or committing zina in the streets or whatever. Uh, although we'll get to that one day, one day in, uh, at some point. But in the beginning, what is it? It's just this arrogance that you think that just because I know something uh, or I think I know something, that it obviates uh, the need for the ilm to uh, manifest itself in some useful way, inwardly and outwardly. So it's a small tract. I wanted to read it. We're obviously not going to get through the entire thing today. But uh, uh, I wanted to uh, uh, read it and uh, inshallah get through it in the next couple of days inshallah. So Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Khatim al-Nabiyyin wa Imam al-Mursaleen. Awwalu ma yajibu ala al-Mukallifi tashihu imanihi. Thumma ma'arifatu ma yuslahu bihi fardu aynihi ka ahkam al-salati wa al-taharati wa al-siyami. Wa yajibu alayhi an yuhafidha ala hududillahi wa yaqifu inda amrihi wa nahyihi. ويتوب إلى الله ويتوب إلى الله سبحانه قبل أن يسخط عليه وشروط الطوبة الندم على ما فات والنية ألا يعود إلى ذنب فيما بقي عليه من عمره وأن يترك المعصية في ساعتها إن كان متلبسا بها ولا يحل له أن يؤخر التوبة ولا يقول حتى يهدينا الله حتى يهدينا يهدينا الله 
فإنه من علامات الشقاء والخذلان والخذلان والتمس البصيرة So he says, uh, all praises to Allah, the Lord of the world, and may the peace and blessings of uh, Allah Ta'ala be upon our master, Sayyidina Muhammad, the seal of the prophets, and the imam of those who were sent with God's message. He says, the first thing that a legally responsible person is obliged to do is to correct their iman. Uh, and so we see already off the bat, this is why you should probably take the tahawiyah. <laughs> And this is why the first chapter of the Risala is uh, is Aqida, uh, and uh, this is why uh, uh, you know this is why uh, Sheikh Amin also has spent so much of his time uh, uh, in in the study and the teaching of Aqida when so many people have turned their back on it, uh, and people say dumb things like oh it's so complicated and you know the Aqida of a Muslim is simple that we just believe in one God okay yeah all of that is great wonderful, the thing is that a person has to correct their iman. If they're praying their whole life and they have like, mashallah, five foot long beard and they're wearing niqab and hijab and jilbab and kabab and all these other things, uh, it's not, it's not going gonna, it's not gonna to help uh, if what's inside is facet. And what, what the meaning of tasihul iman is what? Is if you have a doubt in your heart that I'm just doing this because the imam in my masjid is a pious guy and like he looks like a good guy and so I'm going to just do what he says. Or because, you know, I can't get a rishta if I don't or because, uh, you know, no one's going to marry me if I don't or, if, you know, uh, who knows, you know, if I die, you know, I don't think anything is going to happen. But if Allah is there, so I should already be prepared and things like that. If a person has all of these things uh, or any of these things inside of their head, then the first thing they have to do is correct it. Um, and so people have this idea that the tradition is like, just shut up and do it and don't think about it. And, and uh, you know, all of our pre-modern texts are against that. Yes, if you're an eight-year-old child, uh, how old are you? Seven. Okay, if you're seven years old, okay, you may not have all that many objections. So there's no need to go through like really long through all of these things. There's no need to like self-flagellate yourself with dumb objections that you don't have naturally. But if you have an objection, if you grow up and you're like, hey, you know, I've been doing this Islam thing for a while and this thing never made sense to me, you know, and I just don't get it, then that's not a failure of Islam. That's your job, your salat, your siyam, your zakat, your hajj, just to figure that out first. Uh, and then afterward, you know, proceed with, with, with what's next. And so if a person is like, well, the deen didn't teach me this, it didn't teach me this, it's your own, it's on your own, it's your own responsibility to figure it out. That's why Allah Ta'ala created you. That's why he gave you money and made you good looking and, uh, uh, you know, gave you a car and made you so smart and all of that other wonderful stuff. So you can figure all of that stuff out. Uh, so that's the first thing that a person has to do uh, before making wudu and all these other things. Then afterward, a person uh, has to know the knowledge with regards to that which by which they rectified their individual uh, individual obligations like the uh, rulings with regards to the prayer and with regards to ritual purification and with regards to fasting. Uh, so that's the number two. And there are so many places a person can do it. Dar salam, uh, Dar al-Islam, uh, Dar al-Qasim, uh, uh, you know, uh, Darl, what you know, there's a million and one places a person can go to, and if there isn't, then get in your car or walk to somewhere that you do. Again, that's your that's your next thing that you have to do 
before uh, obsessing about how you should move your finger and the shahudor and any of these other things or getting into like huge Facebook disputes about what you think about a particular TV show or uh, uh, you know what your idea is about a certain political candidate or whatever that stuff is all just nonsense just a circus it's going to keep going on again and again until you die and then you'll have like like your uh, sahifa will be filled with circus and unfortunately circus doesn't do anything for you on the day of judgment um, and so the people who chased after the dunya at least they enjoyed themselves and they knew that they're going to take a beating on that side whereas there's a lot of people who just followed the circus and thought they were doing something for the deen and they really didn't uh, and so that he says وَيَجِبُ عَلَيْهَمْ أَنْ يُحَافِظَ عَلَى حُدُودِ اللَّهِ and it is uh, an obligation on the person that the limits Allah Ta'ala has placed on them that they should stop uh, before transgressing them وَيَقِفُ عِنْدَ أَمْرِهِ وَنَهِيهِ That the commandment of Allah Ta'ala should make you stop and the, uh, stop what you're doing and the prohibition of Allah Ta'ala should make you stop what you're doing um, and that a person uh, should repent to Allah Ta'ala وَيَتُوبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ سُبْحَانُهُ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَسْخَطَ عَلَيْهِ that a person should repent to Allah Ta'ala, turn back toward Allah Ta'ala before Allah becomes angry with them. Which means what? The anger of Allah Ta'ala is not like, you know, like with, with you and me, you know, you poke a person once, twice, three times, you get angry, you stop poking me. That's not what uh, the anger of Allah Ta'ala is. Allah Ta'ala, when He's pleased with somebody, that means He's pleased with them forever. And if Allah Ta'ala gets angry with someone, that means He gets angry with them forever. That a person shouldn't do something so stupid that afterward their tawbah doesn't help them, afterward their salat, zakat, siyam, hajj, none of these things help that person afterward. Uh, and that person just becomes, you know, they're just like, like the, the only difference between them and Abu Lahab is that Abu Lahab at least has a surah about him. Otherwise, they're in the same boat. Uh, uh, and and this is uh, something that people should fear from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, And he mentions this in clarity In fact, this is probably for today's lesson The, the I mean, I didn't want to like trash the other uh, part of what he said But this is the, the, the one lesson, the sentence that I wanted to uh, get from today's lesson and, and share with myself and with other people That he, he mentions that a person should repent to Allah before Allah becomes angry with him uh, uh, or her And as long as you're repenting And you're struggling with your sins Allah is not going to be angry with, with, with you Once you take it for granted uh, And you stop struggling Then the door is open And it could happen at any time He says that the conditions of a toba of, of, uh, Valid repentance Is that a person should feel bad about what happened and that a person should intend not to go back to the sin uh, 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 and a per for the rest of their life uh, And that a person should stop doing that sin In that very hour uh, if that person is actually doing it right, and kind of mutalabbisan biha, if they're wearing that sin right now, like mutalabbisan, literally, if they've donned that sin as their garb, uh, they should stop it right away. And uh, look, toba, a, 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 the condition of toba is that a person should make intention not to go back to it. It doesn't necessarily mean that if a person goes back to it, the toba is invalid. But they should at least have the intention not to go back. So how convenient is it on the first night of Ramadan to make an intention not to go back to sin? It's really hard to go back to sin right now. It's very easy to make this intention. Rather than that making the toba cheap, that means that the toba is like very easy for a person to make. So you'd just be, a person would be just kind of dumb not to do that. Uh, 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 and so he mentions then the last uh, 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 the last uh, uh, sentence he says, and it's not permissible. It's a, in and of itself a sin to delay toba. It's not permissible for a person to delay their repentance. Uh, he says that uh, uh, that he says, don't let anyone say. 
oh, I, I'll make uh, Toba when Allah guides me. People say stuff like this. Don't say it. I, mean, I literally, if right now, you are addicted to heroin. If you don't shoot up heroin one more time, you'll die. You, you, know, you know, like some addictions, like alcohol is actually like that with some people too. People quit alcohol, cold turkey, they'll literally die, right? So imagine a person is addicted to heroin like that. If they don't shoot up one more time, they'll die, okay? Let the person at least say right now, I don't want to do it. If I go back to it, I'm going to reduce the dose in order to like get done. Make a plan in your head, whether or not you think that there's a chance for that plan to come together, right? Make a plan in your head in order to do something. It's like, it's like for example, like a plane is crashing. A person will look for the emergency exit. They'll look for, the, 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 uh, they'll look for their flotation device. They'll, they'll try to make a plan, even if there's a possibility that the plane might crash and all of it's a waste of time. Why? Because you would be stupid not to, to at least plan for the one possibility of like surviving this wreck. But why is it that the, 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 the life that is limited... Uh, a person will do that for it, but nobody will do it for the life that lasts forever. So he mentions this. He says, don't be one of those people who's like, oh, that, uh, uh, you know, I'll make tawbah when Allah guides me. You know, I'll make tawbah when Allah, Allah guided you right now. Just make the tawbah. Right? Even if you know that you can sustain this tawbah for the next 30 seconds and like afterward it's going to become very perilous and difficult, then at least for those 30 seconds live like a Muslim. Who knows, you know, the barakah of those 30 seconds, maybe Allah Ta'ala will answer your, answer your prayers. Maybe Allah Ta'ala will take you in those 30 seconds and the khatim, the, the seal of, of being a, 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 a one of the repented will be uh, put on top of you. And even if, even, if you're, even if you dispense with all of those things, this idea of a person saying that I'll make tawbah when Allah Ta'ala guides me. He says, Just the fact that a person would say that is from the signs of a person being wretched and the signs that Allah plans to send such a person to the fire and a sign that Allah Ta'ala has blinded that person. Right, right? And literally, it's 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 the 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 text of the Quran. Allah Taala says about the kuffar: If we wish to, we we would strike their uh, eyes, uh, blight their eyes. And so they'll like search around and try to find the path to go down. A rhetorical question: How are they going to be able to see anything? If, if their eyes are struck, they're blighted. How are they going to be able to see anything? Now, why a person may say, "I know all of this stuff." Why? Why is this being mentioned? These are the things that a person should know before even getting into the Facebook fights, much less before learning about like how many arkan there are of wudu or how to pray their salat properly or like you know how many you know what's the proper way in my madhab of praying with her and like you know no other way is valid after repeat my prayer after any of those things those things are all wonderful alhamdulillah mashallah right I, I love all those things also right but this is one of those things we have like a qawm of people a good percentage of them can competently get through the prayer from beginning to end but almost none of them have listened to these things and those who have listened to them are some sort of like elite they don't mention these things to one another this idea of like you know just a simple thing of the that a person it's it's a, it's a sin to delay their toba and it's a sign of being mahroom of being deprived of the divine grace that a person would even say that uh, uh, you know I'll make toba when Allah guide Allah already guided you you already know it's wrong just say I'm not going to do it again just try your best if you know you're not going to be you know people like oh look what a joke so-and-so made a toba what a joke they're not even gonna last five minutes oh you last five minutes then 
do it for five minutes. It's five minutes better than 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 uh, uh, you know than anything else. Who knows from the barakah of those five minutes what Allah Taala what doors a person Allah will open for them. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, 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 make us from amongst those people who He guides and make us from amongst those people who accept and submit to these things that tap out in the in the face of Allah Taala's hukum and His command, even if we're not really very good at it, uh, but that we keep trying again and again. Uh, until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us uh, uh, gives us tawfiq uh, that Allah ta'ala guide us that we not be from the ones that will will repent when Allah guides us but that we repent from this very moment and who, who knows from his fadl and from his grace where he'll take us wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in